On this episode, we break down the first weekend of the tournament, Nike survives the storm, and we are joined by Sienna head men's basketball coach, Carmen Massarello. Ian, give me that green light. Give me the green light. Give me just one night. I'm ready to go right now. I'm ready to go right now. Welcome, everybody, to episode 39 of the Green Light Podcast. It is March. It's a much happier March. It's a much happier March. These guys survived. Duke survived, you know, given a a round later. But uh, actually, a lot of number ones, a lot of number ones struggled. Yeah, Uh, UNC down at half, Virginia down at half. Duke was only up like four at half. Uh, Actually, the only number one to not struggle was Gonzaga. Yeah, which is, I think, yeah. They crushed it. Um, um, all right, so we're just going to jump into it. Obviously, we got a lot to cover. We're going to jump into our brackets. Uh, we're going to start in the East. Thank God Johnny Dawkins' son missed that tip in. Mother of God did Dude, he not was... deserve to win that game by no. any means. They were horrible. Um UCF was unbelievable. They absolutely Dude. deserved to win. I don't want to hear about the fouls. I don't want to hear about the push in the back. All right, just make your alley-oop and the game is over. But good God, did UCF play well. Dude, they I, – and I know you tweeted about this. I'll be the one to go on them where – and I know you're going to agree to this. Coach K got outcoached by Johnny Dawkins. Outcoached. By a mile. Like out-coached. every – his entire game plan was just too – literally – I couldn't believe he just he's they're standing there like giving Trey Jones any jump shot he wants or just a head start to just start attacking it's nothing absolutely nothing Goldwire same thing um Johnny Dog he played it well obviously it literally came down to the ball sitting on the rim um I I had so much hope so much anxiety I was yelling into my blanket because I Listen. thought it was going to happen um my and I'll let you have my question too is I think it shows even less confidence. How does Alex O'Connell not play uh, in that game? Why play Joey Baker in a meaningless Syracuse game? But like, in if, if, if you're you not don't, gonna play him? if you're gonna have two people on the floor and Goldwire and Trey Jones, or at least that one literally that can't, can't shoot. shoot, why wouldn't you at least test, like, put him in two, three minutes, even see if you can get a couple looks with him? I listen, man. I, I hear you I'm text. yeah. I am. We always like to preface with like we're we're nobodies, right? So like obviously, Coach K is one of the greatest coaches of all time. It's hard for us to sit here and doubt what he's talking about on the bench and his strategies. But listen, man, this is quite simple. If you're playing a team and they take their seven foot six behemoth and put him underneath the rim and just say we're not going to guard one of your players because we know he can't shoot the ball, then you just have to make an adjustment. Like, it's, yeah. it's a game of adjustments. Coach K was playing checkers. Johnny Dawkins was playing chess. It was set up for Coach K to lose. And, I mean, then, and it, Johnny Dawkins, obviously his son just, like, had a, it was on an absolute off. heater. His he three, couldn't miss. Jeez, He man. couldn't miss. Every like, he was pulling. He like, yeah. And I, I was surprised they didn't try and get even more looks. I, but, like, no, I know. Duke I know. wasn't running offense. Duke's offense Zero. is just, like, let RJ Hand create. Off. Let RJ Random create, maybe kick out to Cam, or then just throw the ball over the top design. It's to truly a—I mean, if we can call it this, it's it's a motion, right? Like, because what it's else tough. would you call it? Yeah. Right, because there's no, like, you go here, I go here. The only play that they ran that game, I think, was out of a timeout where they hit the wing. Zion is the point. He hits the wing, and then he gets that up screen yep. and to then, get and that quick layup. It was a, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. And then I think it's what, a UCLA. I think it was— yeah, who was? Uh, I think Dawkins was guarding him and got crushed. I think yeah. by the screen, and he, he was couldn't wide react. Up. He didn't even dunk it. It was just he was so open. He's like, oh my face god, face cut right front. Yeah. yeah, and it was. Just I, I, that's the only play I remember. But I mean, either way, Duke survives. All right, we both I, honestly, had Duke. I was. I didn't text you at all because I know. First of all, if anyone's listening to this, that texts me during games, if you expect a response from me, all you're an absolute idiot. People I text me. Look, saying how is Ian doing, and I say he's not gonna respond. Guys. He doesn't respond to me. All the only thing I said, Ian, I said, I'm a good friend, man. The only thing I yep. sent Ian was, 
at half. I think it was no, at half it was or like, early, it was very early, early when half, you guys were down like 11. And all half. I said was stay calm. And that was That's the it. most positive text I got. Because <laughs> like, I'm, too, I'm too nice, man. I bet all your other friends you are like, people. you mother, no, you're going like, to die. Oh, and then Scott, like you, my best friend Scott, he goes, he, he, oh, I already know Ian has his phone turned off at this point. And then when they go on a uh, run, yeah. turn back, no, like, no, yeah. I'm just not answering anybody. No answer. And I sent everybody a wahoo afterwards. But I almost texted you during that game. But I like held back because I knew it. Gonna be but when Javin missed both free throws, I, oh, I oh, my, in the Duke in the Duke, Duke game because oh. I knew you were going through a little bit of the anxiety I was going a through. A little. Um, I'm sure Catherine sent some something out to people, but, but my God. When Javin missed, because I know how we feel, I know how this podcast feels about Javin Delorier. Um, but when he missed both of those free throws, it, I was just like, this isn't it. good. This is bad. I, I bad said, bad. I said, just give me one, Jen. Just give me one minute. And he yep. missed both. And it was nice. But Terrible. shifting it over, I'll, you know, I'll cut across the bracket Damn just to, because oh, okay. we're, we're on a yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I said when the bracket came out with Gardner Webb, that I was like, it scares me. It's it like the we bulldog mascot. They shoot the ball really well. They're quick. They're good. faster. Undersized. I mean, they came out like gangbusters. And yep. then Virginia was a little shook. They were tight. They were scared. I was just telling myself. I came back. I I came in. I said, we're not losing this game. We're not losing. I just kept having to tell myself, we're not losing this game. Um, they turned it on. Basically, they realized that. Um, nobody was as big as Diakite, Jay Hoff. They just kept giving the ball in the post. Um, and uh, and and then they turned around and got. I think the biggest thing they cut it to a six point game at half. And Tony talked about it. They got so much confidence going into the half. It's like, all right, we cut the deficit. Came out second half, like absolute crush, and got a ton of confidence. So um, those were our, our Homer first round matchups. Yep. To go, let's start. Go back to the east. Go back to the let's east. Go down. Uh, what got I, mean, there. I, I had UCF. You had VCU. I had VCU. I went back and forth. Yep. I had VCU. The eight nine um, matchups really killed both of us. That's really the only did. one that I got right was UCF. Uh, I had Liberty fan the flames. Yes, we they both had Liberty. Almost pulled it off. We both it off had Liberty Virginia in the first Tech. round, which is awesome to see. Um, Virginia Tech just ended up being too much. They yeah, a bunch and, of and Liberty they missed the shots down the stretch. They yeah. could, I mean, Justin Robinson hit a big jumper on the end to kind of seal it. But um, shout out to Richie McKay. Shout out to Liberty. Um, they. Uh, Put the school on the map for for the basketball program, yep, which is no uh, doubt. which is this is where this is where my bracket goes off the rails. So I had Belmont and Yale. Um, I got points for Belmont, obviously winning their first game. If any, you know, we're still up in the air as a society of whether or not we're counting those first games. I don't think wins. they count, do they? Well, I don't know, dude. But I mean, I mean, we, we should. I mean, we both we had both had Belmont going to Sweet Sixteen. We didn't yeah. get that right. I had Belmont, Yale. It, it ended up being Maryland, LSU, and then obviously LSU to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, LSU, man. I'm blanking on the assistant coach's name, and we can Google it, but he deserves an absolute raise. Uh, He should get called for coaching jobs now because to take over, no matter what, man, like, look, you're not the head coach. So to be able to, to, I mean, we're going to talk to Carm later, but to slide over uh, 12 inches and, and be the head coach, like for Will Wade's absence, that's no easy yeah. task. Tony he gets Benford, to the Sweet yeah. 16. Like, good for him, man. That's big time. I, no, I didn't... definitely. I think a lot of people really doubted LSU. A lot of people had Yale. Um, a lot of people definitely didn't have him in the Sweet 16 yeah. team. If Yale's best player doesn't um, go like one for 14, dude, you know, Tremont they may have a Waters, shot. though. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, if, if you hadn't watched him all season, you didn't know about him. Yeah, he's yeah, a beast. Connecticut's own. I saw a tweet. I think it was. Maybe it was from uh, it was for, from um, our guy at, at, at our Zach Bovera tweeted. Hey, Zach. Um, I think it was a St. John's win. Uh, Tremont's dad, when he was a seventh grader, brought him to a St. Yes. John's practice. Yes. And a kid sat there with a notebook and wrote down every single thing that happened. It was said by the coaching staff, and it's seventh grade, just wants to learn. Savage. And I think if, if you're a Connecticut person, I think everyone knows of yeah, him. Knows his family, I knew him, yeah. But like now on national stage, he makes pretty – most the of the time he's making great oh. decisions. He creates. He's able to obviously finish like – Really, really, really stuck. He makes player. the type of passes where like basketball people are like, "Oh my god, I love you." you yeah, know what I mean, and they're not. They, some of them aren't even like like no one would know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just like the pick and roll passes or like the. Throwback. He's so knowledgeable. He's yeah. so he makes the right plays. Yeah, um, makes them go. And there's there's I mean they're talented. Like yeah. Naz Reed. The they fact are. that Naz Reed from Jersey from and Tremont Waters from Connecticut, like the fact that those guys. Both ended up in well, eh, eh. maybe yeah. maybe there's a reason, but the fact that they both got out of the Northeast is is wild. Um, both absolute talented, talented guys. Yeah, so that's where my bracket goes off the rails. But I did get Minnesota and Michigan State. Yeah, shout out Billy uh, O. Michigan State struggled for a little while, which they was a, which was obviously surprising. Shout out Billy O. Got the uh, win over the alma mater, which is always good to see. Uh, and then unfortunately, Kowsker, Michigan, Kowsker went off. 
Like, and yes. they have a nice little uh, freshman core of Cal Square and Oturu, which yep. I think will be good coming back. But yep. um, it was a tough match. Without Jordan yeah, I mean, Murphy against Michigan be, State, it was Yeah, it was tough. tough. It's, what are you going to do? Um, so, obviously, Michigan State beats Minnesota in the round of 32 to move on to the Sweet 16. Uh, Michigan State will play LSU. Virginia Tech will obviously play Duke this weekend. All good matchups. Let's go to the West. Uh, again, had a uh, stupid pick. Uh, picked Syracuse to win another 8 9 I didn't Dude. even get. And then I picked Syracuse to beat Gonzaga. So I don't know what I'm talking about. But the rest that. of my bracket is perfect. Murray State, Florida State, Buffalo, Texas Tech, Florida, Michigan. Then Michigan, Texas Tech, Florida State. Dude, so our, other than that. Other than that, no, it was good. I was I, the only thing was Vermont. Played a great game against Florida State. Whew, I really was feeling good because I picked Vermont to the Sweet 16, maybe? Yes, I did. I picked Vermont to the uh, Sweet yeah. 16. That blew it. That blew um, it and then I knew like that was going to be like a linchpin game, at least between me and you, with that side of the bracket. Vermont kept them close. And then the next round, Florida State just rolls Murray State. Yeah. Um, I know. John Moran, obviously, everyone knows about him. I think. Do you think uh, it's almost like at this point, everyone's putting Ja number two over RJ? Draft wise, um, I don't know. I think he might have needed. Um, that's a puppy. Don't worry about it. Uh, Nothing I think, bad's happening. He just, I think he just hates may, hearing about I think RJ we Barrett. May need, um, what we may needed one more round of job to beat RJ. Like RJ's gonna play at least one more game. He's gonna yeah. be on the national spotlight. I don't know, man. I also think it depends on the team and like what yeah. you need do you need a point guard or do you need a, a scoring yeah. guy but I think it was I he mean, could for, though yeah, easily i would yeah. not be shocked at all and i think it's great for obviously a casual fans that aren't watching all season yeah, yeah, yeah. don't know it's like that oh we get, to, we get to watch awesome. him like on the national stage yeah. so nice for john moran he got his tournament moment um buffalo beat arizona state looked really good um oh can we, we gotta stop nevada Oh, Tatum, no, I'm sorry, Tatum. I tried, but like it's that was tough. They stink, and like they made their comeback, but then it was just like the Martin's no. fadeaway jump shot. It no. just no. we told like, you from the jump, from freaking October or November, that Nevada is not the real deal. Don't trust them. You uh, just can't trust them. No, you, you couldn't can't. trust them. You can't. Man. Listen, Texas Tech is the absolute real deal, and I'm slowly starting to regret not putting them in the Final Four. I have Florida State in my Final Four. Um, Texas Tech is legit. Texas Tech is very Their good. defense is out of up. this world good. Culver's a stud. Out of this world pick. good. No, yeah. they're very, very good. I mean, Chris Beard, I think underrated. I don't know if he could be even more underrated as a coach, but, I mean, what he has done and created. Basically, they lost, like, the majority of their team from last year, and they're just even better somehow. Um, so, shout out to, to them. So, we've got in that it'll be Gonzaga. Who do you Florida have coming State. out of that? For, uh, I have West? Gonzaga coming out. Okay. Um, I right. picked uh, – I went back and forth, I think. I don't know what I said on the pod, but um, I put Michigan over Texas Tech. I, I think that's a coin flip at this point. Um, and, and I have Gonzaga getting out of it. But Gonzaga-Florida State is going to be really, really interesting. Yeah. Very, very, very interesting. Because yeah. Florida State's playing as well. Well, outside of the Vermont game, is playing probably as well as most teams in the country right now. They're so long. They're so talented. But then Gonzaga, it's like Brandon, when Brandon Clark's going for like 30 points and you have Rui on the outside, Rui didn't even like do anything against Baylor, and they still rolled. So – um, yeah, I mean, this is, Norvell, a, like, this, this is a sad story, but obviously Florida State um, moving forward may depend on if Phil Cover comes back. Yeah. So his father died. He had a foot injury even like before that. Yeah, and so then, he was out, but he he is he can come back. Yeah, and and Coach Leonard Hamilton basically said like this this means nothing. I mean, basketball is it important? We're here for him. If he wants to come back, fine. Uh, if he doesn't. Fine as well. Nobody, nobody uh, cares. This, these, these are way more important things. Leonard, than, Leonard uh, Hamilton, though, after his first Elite Eight last year, if he can go back-to-back Elite uh, Eights, maybe a Final telling, Four. Maybe you'll stop sleeping on the man. I'm getting a little more respect. Yeah. I have a little more respect. So um, we'll move back over to the South. Yeah. Let's head um, to the South. Obviously, we talked about we Virginia. We talked about Virginia against Gardner-Webb. Virginia against Ole Oklahoma. Miss, Oklahoma was just a beatdown. Uh, I mean, the fact that Oklahoma, Oklahoma put – I have no tournament. idea because I didn't watch that game. I have no idea how Oklahoma put 95 – after watching them against Virginia, I have zero idea shocked. how they put up 95 points. And they turned around and put up 51 against Virginia. It was a very, like – Virginia, Oklahoma. I think that that game is probably why so many people hate Virginia or like hate watching Virginia. It was oh, pretty, I got texts like it I was can't pretty watch boring. Virginia basketball, and that was like more of an old school Virginia basketball game. It, it was. was. It felt like a 2016, 2017, 20, like yep. type Virginia game. A little bit different. Um, I think this. They. Oh, we'll get to. Or I mean, Wisconsin, Oregon. 
I pick that. I had Oregon. We both picked Oregon. Yep. Um, so we're, we're good there. I mean, they're probably the highest hot, like I said, the absolute hot team. I think there Gotta was a point em. where they were like 13 and 12. They were right around 500 in like the middle of the season, and then now they've just run through. They're playing great defense. Peyton Pritchard's awesome. I mean, he's talking about Tremont Waters creating plays. Mm-hmm. Like, he knows what to do, where to put the ball. They're really good defensively. Um, yeah, Wisconsin. Legit, man. You Wisconsin, got a, you got a matchup ahead of you. No, we definitely do. Virginia's got a well, matchup. Well, the, the biggest ahead thing I think, and I'll be in attendance. Shout out. Um, yes. Shout out my mom going to the game and uh, going to be in Louisville. Uh, where does scare me a little bit? This is the one I think I mentioned this before. So Kyle Guy has not shot the ball well at all this tournament. He went 0 for 10. He, he basically pulled a Fletcher McGee. Yeah, we're going to talk the, about him. in the second oh. round game. He didn't hit any threes. The only thing I think. His career in three three games at Louisville or in the Yum Center, I think Kyle Guy's like one of twelve or two of twelve from three. So he doesn't shoot the ball Yikes. well there at the beginning. He's not shooting the ball well in the tournament. And the one thing they're going to have to do against Oregon is shoot, shoot. the ball well, like more than anything. Um, DeAndre Hunter didn't play well against. I didn't think against Oklahoma really, especially in the first half. So I think if Hunter and Guy shoot the ball well, they can. Lead, they we need them to get past Oregon um, and then. We'll go from there. Take it one game at a time. But and I say we. Um, yeah, I just I love the course. team. Of course, you know what I mean. That's that's yeah. how that's how a sports fan does it. We both had UC Irvine and Eaters. Hell yeah. Yep. And then I had Oregon beating them. So um, not to brag, but dude, my right a, side of the right bracket, I have good, all my Sweet 16 teams in. So yep. UVA, Oregon. Uh, I'd had Nova and Purdue, and then Purdue beating Nova. Obviously, Nova disappointing <laughs> I had Nova year. Nova beating Purdue, uh, and that could not be any just, more wrong. Yeah, just not. And some one of my buddies asked. I think Trevor Chank, shout Trevor was in Vegas. Text me, what's your what are you thinking the Trevor. morning? So I really like Villanova money line. Final oh, score is 87 to 61. Um, Carson Edwards is just money I mean, line. It's Carson Edwards is going to carry him, and I mean he's uh, yeah, he's doing yeah, a good yeah. job. Um, harms well, but um, yeah, Villanova over St. Mary's, yeah, and then Cincinnati, dude. Yo, what about a dud, man? Can we what a can we take dud. a second to we talk, talk about, about Coach Cronin? Bro, talk about it. he's. I think he has to. Everyone's putting him like linking him to these other jobs as possibilities. Like, like even UCLA, Texas a him. If I'm him, I take whatever because there's some bad mojo or something like. They haven't. I think it's been. I would say this last been, seven years they haven't made this. Uh, he's been out of the of first the round once. once. Yes, once. One time, Cincinnati. But like they were a two seed last year, they didn't get out. They're a there. seven seed this year. They like won the conference, didn't get out. I put my faith in Cincinnati all the time I don't on their deep because I didn't believe fully in Tennessee at the start of the tournament. I put my faith in Cincinnati's defense. They're playing in Columbus. Like everything was stacked the right way, and you couldn't even beat Iowa. They started out hot too. They were up like they, I looked at that points. like okay. I All right, great, right. Yeah, nice, it's good. I, feel I, good can, I can forget about this game. I, I had Cincinnati in the on. Sweet Sixteen. They blow it, um, and then we had a great game with Tennessee. Iowa. Oh, you had I mean, Cincy over Tennessee. I did because uh, I because it was in Columbus. I was like, oh, the defense, like oh, I they're know. playing hot. It just didn't happen. So um, I really messed that up. So that whole bottom part of the South bracket, I really couldn't have messed up more because I had Villanova, Cincinnati. Um, but Tennessee Iowa was a barn burner. The fact that they would they blow a twenty yeah that was lead. another crazy one to Tennessee's start the day so to start much. the day on Sunday it was great. Uh, um, Sunday was a great day, man. Be interesting. So we, Sunday was a great day. Sunday was fun. Sunday Just was sat on my couch. I, I'll lie. I uh, will not lie. So we've got now the matchups there: Virginia, Oregon, Purdue, Tennessee, um, which will be in attendance for. Oh. Those the are, thing that's the thing that sucked. Good games. The prices were freaking expensive because I didn't realize Purdue's like two hours away. Not even Tennessee's three hours Wait, away. Oh, Louisville. It's in Louisville. Oh, yeah, And so yeah, those, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you got Virginia and Oregon. Virginia's the one seed. Obviously, outside of Oregon, like, they have the farthest tra- but travel. But Purdue, Tennessee are going to pack that place. That's going to mean that's the first game. Virginia, Oregon's the second game. Oh, Tennessee. Um, I obviously have Virginia going through. and Burnt then, Orange will be there. I don't know. I guess I guess I go Tennessee, but I don't. I, go, I got Tennessee. What do you mean? I got UVA and Tennessee. I guess so. And then so. Tennessee beating your boys. Yeah, it is what it is. We'll uh, before we move on, crazy stat. For the first time since the tournament expanded to 64 teams in 85, all 16 betting favorites won in the round of 32. Wild. How insane is that? Wild. Um, I was listening since to... Eight, that's wild. I was listening to my friends over at the Wheel Route podcast, Jordan Shank, talking to Anthony. He put a Sunday, he put a parlay on all the Moneyline favorites. Yeah. And it hit. How much did he win? I don't know what he put. I just, I was listening. They, I, he didn't He didn't give out any uh, any increments or any, oh. uh, any value, but I mean... Parlays are the way to go. I mean, that's what... No, don't listen to my friend there. Zach and Steve if they're listening. Just horrible bettors. I listen to them... 
this weekend lost about seventy money line. It's just yeah, awful. They're, they're just terrible. Um, okay, let's go to the Midwest. Uh, UNC kind of cruises. Um, yeah, obviously, little, little Iona, Iona the first was, half. Like yeah, Iona first, again, Iona first half. Um, and then they end up beating Washington. Yeah, well, I never felt like Washington was really in you know, it. They were like kind of no. hanging around like eight, nine points, whatever. Yeah. It was never... Listen, if Luke, if ugh, God, Never I hate dangerous. to say this, but if Luke May and Little score twenty a game, Dude, and then the Cam Johnson and Colby uh, can all can both shoot, maybe they make four or five threes a game. Like UNC's unbeatable. Yeah, like and, they're almost I mean, unbeatable. Dude, they had some plays there where Cody was just like rushing up the floor, like, getting, like so moving the good, ball. It's dude. tough to see because they are. I, I mean, their He's matchup so with Auburn good. is going to be like high level, high high level. Yeah. but I mean. Nasir Little's playing the best he's played all season, looking like the kid he was like ranked coming off the bench. Too. Yeah, um, I love Cam. Like Cam uh, Johnson is awesome. He's yeah, he's gonna like be the fact that he's gotta be a good NBA Cam player. Cam Johnson right? is great. I I mean may I mean maybe like I don't know. I I like Carolina and I like the way they're playing. They're playing at such a high level. Yeah, uh, I hate to I hate to say it. And uh, um, Auburn Auburn the KU they're there. No Auburn oh, Auburn ta- over New Mexico State to start. I know. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. but you're talking – oh, yeah, yeah, Numa- I mean, the fact game. that Auburn – I mean, Auburn – No, I know, I know. I didn't even get to see it. I was <laughs> I on the phone and – No, people texted me the whole time. Everyone's like, wait, like, they oh gave God. up I, – I mean, what, they had a three – they had an open look. They yep. gave it up for a three. They got yep. a foul, missed the free throws. Like, yep. talk about a way to choke. Survived. Um, the, the, yeah, the first weekend was about survival. Um, so, Auburn – Auburn ends up surviving. KU beats Northeastern. And then I don't think anybody was surprised that Auburn beat Kansas. Obviously, a very I had, weird I year had for Kansas, Kansas. Look at you. I mean, it's just not my That's tournament. That's stupid. Yeah, very stupid. But I'm still the – one, The one that really surprised me was Iowa State-Ohio State. Did not think Ohio State was going to end up beating them at them. Did oh. not think they had it in him. Um, um, shout out Chris Holtman. Yeah, shout um, out I mean, Coach he did Holtman, a lot man. with a little this yeah, year. Yeah, he really did. Wesson kids are coming back. Yep. I mean, they get, all good. I think they have a transfer from Florida State. Um, They're all good. Next year. I mean, they'll be good. They're going to yeah. be very good. And Luther Muhammad. Um, yeah, totally fine. Shout out um, to State. I had Houston going to the Sweet 16, so uh, yeah. I look good there. Georgia State, Ron Hunter moves on to Tulane. Yep. Um, that's a tough freaking gig, so good luck. Uh, Wa- I think I want to I give myself a pat on the back. Because when we were picking conference tournament winners, I said Georgia State wins the conference and Ron Hunter moves on. Did you say to Tulane? I didn't say to Tulane. Oh, I just said man, he gets a better been. job. I yeah, didn't say yeah, Tulane. Yeah, yeah. You're right. But he got a better. I, I mean, he was. If you read, I mean, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. But he talks about like he asked for an extension like last year. The AD just like wouldn't give it to him. He's like, I wanted to stay. F-U. And they like you. He's like, I didn't even need like a ton of more money. I just wanted length so I could like yeah, tell yeah. these recruits. See you later. He's out. Georgia State back to back tournaments too. Yeah. So then we have Wofford Seton Hall. I think this was one of the easier seven tens. We all you have Wofford, Wofford? Shot. yeah yeah I, I had Wofford Wofford shot um, and then obviously Wofford uh, UK Kentucky takes care of it. But man oh man do you feel for Fletcher McGee dude if he just hit one shot like I the think whole it game change. changes yeah because then the it's like dude changes. it's just don't let him get hot it was tough man don't let it was him get tough hot. to see I mean Wofford he really, was I mean, taking I think Wofford proved that they were a really really solid really team like they deserve the seed they I mean they're Great team, yep. great season, um, and so it matches up Houston, Kentucky. Um, you still like who do you like? Uh, Kentucky? Are you like uh, Houston? I actually originally picked Houston, and then I uh, scribbled it out and put UK. Oh boy! So I, I have UK going to Final Four, which I'm not that confident. I have about, UNC going. See, so, so I mean, you know, at this point. Our final fours are still there, They're intact. Most yeah, I got elite all eights. my final fours. Most elite Most, eights. The only elite eight for me that was uh, eliminated was Villanova. So I have seven of my what elite eights doing? in play. Um, and uh, I have all my elite eights. I'm good, yeah. man. I'm so like, good. we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting. Um, I think uh, we're gonna have some late games Friday and Saturday. But yep. um, last things to touch on um, before Coach Carm. Um, one, I mean, obviously, Michael Avenatti. Oh, I mean, intro you know, that. Stormy luck. Daniels' lawyer. I think he's involved with like R. Kelly at some point. <laughs> Basically, is trying to take down Nike. Um, but before he just came out with all the info, decided to essentially bribe, basically blackball, or not blackball, blackmail black yep. Nike. Um, say, I need a million and a half for my co-defendant. I need twenty to twenty-five, twenty to thirty million, and a in, I, you need to give me a job being the internal investigator into your process. Um, saying that Nike was doing even worse stuff than Adidas paying players. So he had hard evidence. He had um, he had uh, witness testimonies. He had people that worked on the inside. Basically, he was the Cal Supreme coach that just got dumped yep. off the Nike circuit. Yep. Is like ready to squeal. 
Um, you look at some of the players he had. He had Bull Bull at Oregon. So, I mean, if we want to just be fair, we can just put Virginia on in the next round, give him a bye. Wow. Uh, but he had DeAndre Ayton, which is the least surprise of everything. There are a few other guys in there. Um, but now he. But he's, just what do you he's thinking, gotten out on bail. You think you're going to blackmail But now he's still going to try. But, Phil Knight just made like two calls and was like, get rid of this guy. So he tweeted today. Um, he really asked DeAndre tweet. Ayton and Nike about the cash payments to his mother and others. Nike's attempt at diversion and cover up will fail miserably once prosecutors realize they've been played by Nike and their lawyers. Um, oh my God, he's still going. No, there's new. Why has we been speaking? Bull Bull and his handlers also received large sums from Nike. The receipts are clear as day. A lot of people at Nike will have to account for their criminal conduct, <sighs> starting with Carlton DeBose and moving Ooh. higher up. Diversion charade they orchestrated against me will be exposed. That's wow. a tough name. And it says the corruption in Nike was rampant with Merle Code, who everyone knows Merle yeah, Code yeah, is yeah. the Adidas guy that came from Nike and increased with his apprentice DeBose after Code left for Adidas. Those above DeBose knew all about the payments. Nike conspired to route many of the payments through a convicted felon. Nike then lied to the government. Oh my um, goodness. And he's still going. He doesn't he has an interview with CBS, I think, this morning that's supposed to come out tomorrow. They leaked some of it. Um, it says denies the charges of extortion and wire fraud. He says he's concerned and scared. And then 25 minutes ago, while we were just on the phone with Coach Carm, he tweeted, I will fully cooperate with the NCAA to my maximum ability. Names, dates, amounts, texts, emails, bogus invoices, bank all records, of it. wire payments, cash payments, etc. All of it in all caps. Let's talk about the truth and facts of what really happened and let the chips fall where they may. Oh so the, the timing of it is wild because, in fact, not only is it the middle of the tournament, but he tried doing this right before Nike's quarterly earnings call. I know. To try so it's like trying that's to That's like where he margin. may get screwed, though. Yeah. Like, just don't do that. He's just got – I mean, if he – I, I have no doubt in my mind he does have evidence. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure. I'm, pro- I'm sure he does. But, like – Will Nike survive the storm? I think the funniest meme or not meme or basically takeaway of this is, like, Avenatti went at Trump. And got yeah, like no yeah, repercussions. Yeah, 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 I saw that. And then that now awesome. he's going to Phil Knight. And it's like Phil he's going to everything. Nah, he's going to wipe this dude's nah, life nah, off nah, the planet. Nah, nah. So, I don't understand the juice um, I got. We'll obviously follow it. I mean, it's the same stuff. But last thing we'll run down um, as we lead into the best, biggest coaching change yes. so far. Um, Carmen Massiarello getting the head coaching job at Siena. Um, but so far, we'll run down the list of jobs that have opened. Alabama, Avery Johnson. You surprised? Yeah. Uh, no. He just hasn't done it. He hasn't won enough, man. I'm yeah. not. Um, I'm be interesting. Not. I, I know uh, what big Rick Patino's name has popped up there a little bit, which Whew. would be interesting. Um, putting him and, and uh, Saban together on the same campus. Wow. Um, Appalachian State, Jim Fox. Uh, mm, yeah. They hadn't really won very much. Arkansas, Mike yeah, Hansen. That was, it's tough. I, I mean, yeah. I didn't see um, that one coming. They missed a tournament this year, but they were like typically they're like a team I always see as like an eight or a nine seed yep. in the tournament. Yep. The SEC. Yep. Uh, BYU came out today. Dave Rose stepped down. I hadn't won, I think, in the last like four or five years, but took him to a ton of tournaments. Coach Jimmer, coach, I mean, they said he had a chance. I mean, I saw it was like, uh, I think it was Jeff Goodman tweeted. It was like he had his one chance at a Final Four, and then Brandon Davies had to go and have sex. Um, and so, uh, but that was it. That was it. I mean, he had some great teams. Um, and Cal Viking Jones got what two yeah, years? Two years, man. I don't know what happened there, but they did. The, they the, think they're getting Jason Kidd? Is well, that the, the move? The two things is one: Jason Kidd doesn't have a college degree, which they say yeah, means Cal won't, which won't, they won't hire. And Manhattan then two, can do it. And also, Cal he has a DUI on his record, which Ooh. it's harder to get past. So it's like. And also, he still wants to coach the NBA, I think. So, like, I don't know. I mean, I think there are plenty of guys that could hopefully do well in that job, especially with how down the Pac-12 has been. Um, I wouldn't go rush to hire Jason Kidd. I can't see him being motivated to get out on the recruiting trail and crush it. Can't see it either. I can't see it at all. But Cal Poly, I think that job actually filled. uh, I'm not sure. Big West, Joe Calero, lost job. Elon, Matt Matheny. um, Fairfield. Fairfield, Sidney Johnson, the hot name. Did you see the big Twitter account? Hire Luke Murray? Unbelievable. And there's reports that Luke Murray is coming tomorrow. Yeah. If you sit back and think that, like, it's it's Bill Murray tweeting those, it makes it infinitely funnier. Yeah. Um, But. Luke Murray, Fairfield grads, been under Chris Mack at Xavier, now Louisville. Yep. Seems like he's the. It seems like he's the choice. Seems like he may get it. Like um, GW uh, went from Reese Joseph after what two years to Jamie and Christian. Three, three years, I think. yeah, three years from Reese Joseph uh, went to Jamie and Christian. Um, I was honestly, I, I really thought I talked. I think I texted you. I thought if you wanted it, uh, John Thompson III would go after this, but maybe he's in play for other jobs um, for Vanderbilt. Heard some jobs like that, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Jamie and Christian. Um, they're really good job at Siena the past couple of years. 
Um, or past, yeah, one year, one year, one past year, year. Yeah, went seventeen saying, and right. sixteen, seventeen and sixteen, solid first year, um, yeah, very good. Uh, George State, Obviously, Ron, yeah, Ron Hunter is left for Tulane. Um, yeah. I don't know who takes that job. I feel like you got to get like a Georgia a local. Connect. I think you they named get, an interim. They named an interim, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. got to get somebody that's got to like, You got to own Atlanta in that, Georgia in that guy. area. That's it. Um, Idaho State, Bill Adams know nothing about the Big Sky. Oh. Hey, son. Obviously, was, Al Skinner. His retirement gig is over. Um, and then I, I feel like it's another one where you need like an Atlanta, Atlanta guy, right? Atlanta person. Yeah, that's, it. That's, Atlanta it, that's it. that's it. That's it. Atlanta um, guy. Mercer, Bob Hoffman. Yeah. That was surprising because he's been there for a long time. He's done really well. Um, great coach. Uh, I think they actually hired somebody today. Um, someone out of the blue. It wasn't a Georgia person, which I was. They people were surprised about. Hmm. Andre Payne, Mississippi Valley State. I can't. Can't speak on that. Brian Fish, Montana State. Uh, Todd Bozeman was interesting. At oh Miak. yeah, Morgan State. Um, Morgan State, he won at first, started out well, and then I think fizzled out. Um, but it'll be shout interesting. Out, shout out to Tim Miles saying he's going to have a Coors Light today. Yeah, Tim Miles, I'm going to go home, hang out with my wife, my kids, have a yeah. Coors Light. Good for um, you, buddy. And he said on Enjoy like his podcast before he was even fired, he's like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a millionaire. Like that's it, I'm dude. Like, that's the perspective, man. Um, Gotta respect it. Yep, and it seems like they're going to hire. Um, Oh, I keep, oh, I keep blanking on his name. Uh, Fred Hoiberg. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's apparently sense. reported easy reports and just been waiting to do that. Um, Niagara, Chris Casey, yep. don't know much about the job. Ohio University, we touched on last week. Yep. Um, Jeff Bowles, baby, Jeff, welcome Jeff home. Jeff Bowles, um, in town, already hitting the in the hitting the ground run on the recruiting trail. Can't wait was to at have the Ohio it. Athletic uh, or the Ohio State tournament, recruiting kids, signing kids up. They did lose their top two players, which is tough. Yep. Um, yep. Xavier grabbed up Jason Carter, which is a great transfer. Tavion Kirk is leaving. Um, Tavion Kirk is in the transfer portal as well. So, um, cupboard is, I don't want to say it's bare, but it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough it's look. But um, uh, Jamie and Chris, obviously, Carmen Massarello taking Siena. Coach gone. Um, Brian Barone taking over at South SIU Edwardsville. Got nothing. For John Harris. Brian Mullins at Southern Illinois. Uh, I think that had been rumored, but. Phil uh, Martelli, man. Phil Martelli Raw was a tough deal. look. Raw deal. Um, really tough look. Um, been there a really long time. Yeah. Um, Should have been able to retire when he wanted. Stetson, Corey Williams. They're I about to name somebody, but name, I don't um, think they have. No, it's um, Donnie Jones. Uh, oh, man, I didn't even realize Geno Ford got it's Sony Brook. That was yesterday, big guy. Yeah, man. So Can't keep up. So, yeah. So, Stetson's morally going to be Donnie Jones. Be back in That's Florida. Right. That's what uh, Former Marshall UCF coaches at Dayton right now on that staff. Stony Brook uh, kept Gino Ford pump pushing up. So, Bobcats staying around. Um, Temple, it was already decided before the season. Fran Dunphy's done. Aaron McKee is taking over. Tennessee Tech. Um, Steve Payne is gone. Texas A&M, Billy Kennedy. I yep. think it's a no-brainer. They throw a big dollar amount at Buzz Williams. Oh, I think they have to go after Buzz I know, Williams. I know. I know. Um, and then... Troy, uh, Phil Cunningham, don't know much about that. No. Mike Dunleavy, we already talked, has been replaced by Ron Hunter. Mike Dunleavy just didn't work. No. Um, that was a weird That was a, that was weird a tough, high. like, one other guy I don't think was motivated to get out and recruit. Steve Alford, obviously, has been the first guy fired, UCLA. Yep. UMKC, no idea. UNLV is an interesting. This one's one. getting a lot of blowback, Marvin Menzies. Marvin Menzies got fired. Saying and, they were on the cusp of, of doing something. And the rumored hire, the potential hire, is TJ Otzelberger at South Dakota State. Which I think is a not not anything against him. He's done a great job there. What? But I mean, Ohio just hired a it went from a, a summit league coach, and then could, it was had a tough time recruiting staying, Mac. Staying tr- had a tough time recruiting Mac level talent. I just think it's going to be tough for Otsuber to go from South Dakota State to then re yeah, like no. invigorate. You That's know, a the, weird one. Uh, Vanderbilt Bryce Drew done after three years and probably yeah. the greatest Over recruiting 18, class in um, in their history. They lost a. a, a a lottery pick, um, and then Washington State. Ernie Kent um, been there a while and followed up uh, Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough place to win. William yeah. Mary, Tony Shaver. I think have been there seventeen years. Yeah, a long time. And never, never been went to the tournament. The tournament. Oh, but they were content for seventeen for years until now. Um, yeah, they've got Someday. resources. I mean, it's a good. School. It's a great school. Yeah, go ahead. They're right there in the Tidewater region. You got to find the right fit. But um, that is uh, that's right. The la- one last thing I'll talk. Arkansas. The one rumor is Kelvin Sampson because yeah, apparently I've been hearing that too. The AD why? at Arkansas got was came from Houston and got the Houston job because of Kelvin Sampson. Apparently, so, so it's what? like we're we'll returning the favor. Just... So I don't know. I almost right. I kind of like the Houston job for Kelvin Sampson. Just stay there, bro. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, without further ado, um, the first ever recurring guest on the Greenlight Podcast, the first ever head coach, um, Carmen Massarello, Siena Saints. Let's go. We are now joined by Siena men's basketball head coach, not assistant, head coach, 
Uh, Carmen Massarello, Coach Carm, uh, it is an absolute pleasure to have you join the pod. So happy for you, man. Uh, welcome. Welcome back. First recurring guest and first head coach on the Greenlight Podcast. So, yes, cheer. Couple, couple round of applause for you, man. We're so happy. Um, welcome. Welcome to the pod. Appreciate it. I, uh, I always like being first, man. That's a great, that's a great thing. So <laughs> let's, let's keep those things going here in Siena. Just super excited to be back home at my alma mater and having a chance to, uh, to coach a great group of guys for a great college that I, uh, you know, that I played for and that I helped as a, as a staffer for Fan McCaffrey and as an assistant last year as a defensive coordinator. And now uh, I get to slide over a seat and everyone's telling me how different it is. So <laughs> I'm ready for the, I'm ready for it. Yep, absolutely. The, the, uh, the 12, eight to 12 inch slide over uh, to the head coaching spot is, is everyone likes to say it's different. Obviously you've, you've been here before. Um, I mean, we got to talk about the irony of, of you leaving GW to come here and then Coach Christian leaving Siena to go to GW. I mean, obviously, when you when you sit down and you map out uh, life and a career, uh, you have a certain um, arc or a certain path. Um, is, is your path different than most? I mean, talk about kind of how you got here. And, and obviously, this is not how you thought you'd be your first head coach. I mean, I think anyone who knows you thought you would be a head coach, but... Uh, this is certainly a, a unique uh, perspective and, and experience. Yeah, no, of course. There's no, uh, no, there's no yellow brick road. I mean, obviously, I'm at Siena, so it's probably it's probably golden green. But <laughs> when it's all when it's all when it's all said and done, you know, there's no rhyme or reason to it. You know, you have to have some luck. You have to just. And, and I'm a firm believer, and I'm so just ecstatic that I've been named the head coach here at Siena for the fact that you try to do things the right way your whole life and that's how I was raised and you don't take any shortcuts and you treat people with respect and you look them in the eyes and you just try to help as many people as you can and you you don't look for anything in return and uh you know sometimes you know that karma comes back to you for just doing the right thing and treating people the right way so um no, no path you know I couldn't tell you you know I had a, a plan per se I Started at Siena with Fran and was his director of ops, and uh, there was really no chance to move up from that position. For you know, I had to wait for the third guy to leave, and I didn't ever see that happening. So I, I coached AAU, I worked at Merrill Lynch, and I you know worked with kids with special needs for two years. And from there, I, I latched on at Fairfield with Ed Cooley for years three, four, and five. We had a, a great thing going there, and we won, and we you know broke some school records and went to a couple postseasons and then you go to Providence and you know different things happen along the way and I had to be you know put in a op spot from an assistant spot and I had a chance to go to BU and um, be one of Joe Jones assistants there and turned down a job in the ACC uh, to stay at BU met my wife in Boston won our first regular season Patriot League title in the inaugural season in the Patriot League go to GW win an NIT title and then uh, have a chance to come back home and work for Jamie and at, at Siena and uh, I guess my whole thing was always try to just get better at every stop and never try to be stagnant always try to keep learning and uh i think i've been able to do that and kind of build my philosophy with some great coaches in my corner um my former college coach who i played for at university of new hampshire bobby castagna um this little big mentor in my life now he's a, a west coast guy for the utah jazz um you know fran mccaffrey's still a big mentor ed's still a big mentor mike hopkins at washington so you know i was super just Super thankful to have those guys in my corner because I, I got calls from both Fran and Mike yesterday, and that's you know the day after they lose in the, the NCAA tournament, you know the day after they lose an opportunity to get to the Sweet 16, and they're calling me to to check on me and to wish me luck and congratulate me and just give me advice. So you know I would just say be genuine. I think that's why I've been able to be a good recruiter and a good coach is because I'm just a genuine person and I care about the kids. And um, when it's all said and done. You have to be able to, you know, live with yourself at night and be able to handle people and the, the business side of it the right way. And if you do that, then you don't have to worry what happens. Yep, no doubt. We have, uh, yeah, we have all the faith in the world that uh, this will, this is going to be a nice transition. Uh, you guys have a very good team coming back. We're gonna get, uh, we're gonna get to that. But I think uh, for some people, you know, what what are the first steps? Like right this week, you know what I'm saying? Like the Final Four is a couple weeks away. Um, you just get named the the head men's basketball coach. What is what is step one, two, three, all the way to a hundred? Yeah. I mean, what 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 yeah. are the priorities here? You know, the number one, the, the players. You know, the the 
the graduating seniors, the returning guys, um, you know, trying to, you know, identify a staff of guys that I think fit for me and for us at Siena and uh, getting to work. You know, we've already, we started individuals on Monday, which is yesterday. We've already been in the weight room uh, these two days as well. And so just kind of getting the guys in their, in their happy place and, and showing them, hey, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be different, but sometimes different is good. Um, my philosophy and how we work out and how we practice may be different than what you're used to in the past, but it's going to be fun. And we're going to really hone in on that player development piece um, to really improve everyone's game. And then we'll see where we go from there with kind of what we're going to do execution-wise and what we're going to do uh, defensively and just how all that kind of incorporates. But at the end of the day, you want your guys getting better and loving being in the gym and working. Um, so that's what we've been doing, uh, you know, planning, making sure our summer schedule's planned and, and what our guys are going to do there, finishing up our, our schedule for next season, you know, whether it be an MTE or a couple of conference, non-conference games out west, you know. So just different things you didn't have to deal with if you were an assistant and that wasn't you know, your primary role. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, it's great, you know, meeting with our strength coach, figuring out what we want to do for the summer with, with that program and, um you know, just lining up different meetings with business people in the community and talking about getting involved with Special Olympics. And um, so, I mean, everything, basically. <laughs> but, you know, the biggest thing, regardless of all of that, the biggest thing is our guys. You know, Sienna basketball is a players program. Um, you know, the past players, the present players, and the guys that are going to don that uniform in the future. Um, and it's always been that. It's always been a players program. No doubt. And and I think obviously coming first and foremost, I think the foundation obviously from even putting those players on the team and I've I've seen you in action from being around EYBL, being around Adidas a little bit, seeing you and I think for people that don't know from the outside I think the one thing, at least from what I've seen from from kind of afar, just how much of an absolute tireless recruiter you are, and you can tell obviously how much you connect and, and care about the kids. But I mean, I remember I think probably the first time we met in person at one of the EYBL sessions this past summer. I remember just seeing a lot of times you'll have the seventeen U sessions, everyone's locked in. You'll get a break in between, and there's some sixteen U games going on. Guys will go get dinner. Guys will go take a break. And I just remember you're posted up at the 16s watching those guys, and, and it never stops. But with now sliding over into that head coaching role, does your philosophy, at least recruiting-wise, change? Or does it – obviously putting that staff together, it's going to work the same way. But what, what all kind of goes into that sliding into uh, to taking over the program yourself? That's a great question. You know, I think – most importantly, you know, I think you always have to recruit, but I've always been able to kind of master that and kind of know the names and know the kids and know, you know, who we can get, who we can't get. You know, if you're liking a 16 year old and he's doing some things that you're like, wow, that's pretty good. You're probably not getting him at Siena. <laughs> so, you know, knowing some different things, you know, within that regard and being strategic when I go out now, because like I said before, you know, I want to be around the team as much as possible. So, you know, during the season, we don't need to recruit as much. I'll have an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, um, someone that works on all the personnel of all the opponents, and that's kind of how we break down it, you know, with staff responsibilities. Um, you know, I'll have a personal uh, assistant to the head coach, basically, who, who will do um, advanced scouts. And, um, I'll have a director of operations, too. So, you know, they've really made a commitment to me at Siena to, to be able to have different things that will make it easier and uh, – you know, just let me focus on coaching the team and, and worrying about kind of, you know, game planning and, and game prepping. Um, and then, you know, you still got to, you know, know who your spheres of influence are. Like, you know, who am I going to call in this state to know which kids I should talk to and which kids are going to be a waste of my time? Who am I going to talk to that's going to tell me, hey, you know, the family situation here, uh, you know, the parents were at the highest level and they just want to collect offers. And, and in today's age with the social media barrage and um, that instant gratification, you know, half that stuff's great to know because you can get a great player, you know, in the late signing period, you can get a great player in May or June. Um, you can get a great player off the transfer wire. So I think it's just all about working the relationships and being tireless and, you know, working the phones and doing your due diligence with people and, you know, being organized with it. You know, I don't want to be spinning our wheels and talking to kids that either aren't excited about Sienna or want to play at the highest level. Either way, you know, we have a great product, so I don't think it's going to take much to know who the sincere 
student-athletes are. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, obviously, anyone who... Not, not everybody. I think some people you know, may just aspire to be assistants or whatever it may be. But I think for the most part, anyone who gets involved in coaching wants to be a head coach. And you know, we would be lying to ourselves if we didn't uh, admit that we've thought about what we would do if we got a head coach. Who would we hire? What would we run offensively? How would we play defense? Are we going to do pregame meals at this time? I mean, all the nonsense that goes into it. Where would you say, and I know that you've thought about it, you, I mean, you're friends with Steve Trefiletti, so you guys, my God, the most <laughs> detailed human beings I've ever been around. Um, so I know you've thought about it, but what, I mean, it, it's one thing to think about it, and it's one thing to you know, get the title and now you've got to run. How much of what you've put together, or you know, even if it's just in your head, not necessarily on paper, are you now running with? And or oh wow, you know, I thought I was going to be able to do this, and I'm going to have to change. You know, like it, it's hard to put a percentage on it, but like, where would you say you're at with that uh, thought process? Um, you know, I'm still waiting to hire the, the full staff, but I have notes for each position and what they're position is going to entail and what I want to do in regards to pregame meal, how long before travel, what hotels we're staying. I mean, the good thing is about taking over a program that we've, you know, done a good job kind of re-energizing and reinvigorating the, the, the fan base is we did win 17 games last year and we did finish tied for second when we were picked to finish last. So, oh. um, we did some some things, and I liked some things that we did. And there's other some some things we did that I think we can get away with and and take away, or we can tweak. And uh, I can add my personal touch to it. But my my biggest thing is just being with the guys, you know, letting them know I'm not going to change. I'm going to be the same guy, even though I did slide over a seat. I'm going to be the same guy. I'm still going to hold them accountable like I did when I was an assistant. I'm still going to be in the gym with them when they want to get in the gym. Now I might be a not may not be able to get in the gym as often, but that's why I have a staff and that's why I have guys I trust. And, um, you know, I'm bumping up Harley Fuller. Um, he was our director of ops. He'll be the third assistant. Um, and he's already doing a great job with individual workouts with our guys. And I think that's important because he was in that operations role. So he did have great relationships with our players. And now he's able to build those relationships even more by getting on the floor and kind of sweating with the guys. And I, I really think that sweat equity is important. Yeah, no doubt. And and uh, I don't know if that was public knowledge. Maybe it was, but congrats to him. There's there's no better feeling than going from uh, figuring out the 6 a.m. return flight from a bye game to worrying about your individual workouts. So that is fantastic. Um, so congrats to him. Um, talk. Last question we have for you is just kind of the roster for next year. Um, and if they're, I mean, I, I'm. How does this affect? Like, I, I mean. Most people know, but I mean, you know, do you guys have to start calling recruits right away? And and how is that process? It's not easy by any means. Um, but how is the roster for next year and the recruits coming in? Um, roster's great. Recruits coming in. Two of the three have already said they're locked in and, and want to play for us. Um, Luke Sutherland from West Genesee, um, first team in in Syracuse, and probably top five or six all new york state uh had a tremendous year at west genesee they won a state title um he's like a six seven just basketball player like a three four four three just great competitor warrior um and then six six ten and a half six eleven um kyle young from bethlehem catholic uh another guy that called me last night said he's locked in and he's ready to go he's playing in the donna frio tournaments down in philly this weekend um he's doing great so you know those two guys um don carry mount st mary's transfer who sat out for us um is eligible now and he's locked in he gave me a big hug this afternoon before the press conference he said he's ready to go so during my press conference today when i mentioned that he got us you know he got a round of applause um eliza burns a grad transfer from notre dame um he said he's staying and he, he loves sienna and he wants to play for us as well so uh you know those are two guys that were transfers and two fr- incoming freshmen we're waiting on one freshman uh to see what he's gonna do and then um you know, most of the returners are locked in. Sloan Seymour still is waiting to kind of feel things out. He had a great relationship with Coach Christian and, uh, you know, can't fault the kid for just kind of feeling feeling a little off when, when he left. And, um, 
you know, that was one of Coach's first recruits, and, you know, he really had a great relationship with him. And so I said, hey, take some time. I know his family. I've already communicated with them. But, you know, you got to let people go through the process. I'm not going to be one of these guys that's going to be, you know, hit people over the head. I'm sensitive to the situation, and I know they care. Um, but they also care about Sienna, and I know they care about me. So there's no pressure there. There's no rush. I'm sure there's people trying to, uh, you know, bombard him and, and get him out of the MAC, even if um, they're not sincere. But maybe they have a buddy who's a head coach in the MAC, and they rather see him not beat their friend's butt. So when it's all said and done, you got people working that way too, and I'm not naive to that. But Jalen loves it. Jalen loves Sienna. His mom loves Sienna. His grandma loves Sienna, um, and he's in a great place and he's a great person. So just giving them their time, I'll, you know, I'll take care of those guys and and see them maybe this weekend. And you no, know, I think think. The future is very bright. You know, I think we, we can contend for a MAC title, and that's what I said. And the idea is to contend yearly and, and win championships at Siena because that's what that's what I'm here to do. Well, I hope you can uh, talk to your ticket guy about a uh, a good rate for season tickets. Ian and I are looking into that, so let us know if you uh, know somebody <laughs> that can hook us up. Um, either way, we will be at home, away games. Hopefully you're closer to New York uh, City than not. Uh, but I can't wait to see it, man. Um, obviously, we've known each other a long time. You've helped me out uh, tremendously along my career, so I, I can't thank you enough. But um, so happy, man. This is amazing. Uh, a good guy uh, won, and that does not always happen. So uh, truly from, from the bottom of my heart, man, wish you the best of luck. Can't wait to see you. Uh, man, like you said, eight inches, 12 inches over, head coach, man. I can't wait to see it. I wonder if you're going to run some old Providence stuff, maybe a little Cooley special here and there. Um, but again, man, good luck. We'll have you on uh, when you start uh, 11 and 0 and you know, you're ranked and, and then you'll be the first head coach ranked person on the podcast. Yeah, that's so the next, set records. Next, next step. <laughs> set yeah, records, man. Oh. Hey, man, that's great, but let's, uh, let's just worry about tomorrow. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Spoken like a true head coach, you're already on it. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on. Coach Carm at Siena, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you again. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you. Big shout-out to Coach Carm. Uh, wish you the best of luck in the offseason and obviously next year. Uh, big shout-out for coming on the pod again, first recurring guest. Uh, we have Sienna Saints podcast. Yeah, if you hell make yeah. That clear. Hell yeah. Let's go, Sienna. Um, all right, man, that's all we got. Obviously, we will be back uh, later this week, maybe Sunday or Monday, to recap the Sweet 16 and see what we get as our Final Four squads. I will be making the trek to Louisville. Yes, um, good. Yeah. So driving to Virginia and driving to Louisville. Um, Very hoping jealous. it doesn't end in heartbreak as this has done as this has happened before. Yep. And this uh, week we'll have music on our uh, podcast. Ian is back from Cancun. He is the uh, the man behind. The basic, uh, He's the guy. Band, He's our producer. producer. He's Timberland. So, um, He's the guy. We'll make it happen. He's Mike but, Will. Um, until yeah. Until then, until then, keep the ball bouncing. Deuces. Lately I've been feeling like this what I've been working towards If you ain't trying to be the boss and tell me what you working for Certain doors were closed but now they opening up Celebrating with some shots, maybe poke on a cup Pulls, lust, rustles up next and I got this Crazy like Britney and the love so toxic Got a wall up, I'm trying to infiltrate a conscious Taking 12 shots like where the cops is, come on